So we, we've, we've got a bit of a, a plan of, of things to cover. So we had it as Pizza the, the Pizza Gate of the North, more general talk about everything that's been going on with, with Starmer and his incredible performance. <laughs> and maybe a bit of a update on the former Change UK lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We haven't done that in at least three episodes, so... Change UK, (laughs) exactly, yeah. But there's always new material. I I haven't even looked yet, but there's always new material every time. Well, I mean, I I don't want to blow my load for later, but, like, (laughs) change... And when it comes to Change UK, I am always blowing loads. What's that song? I'm forever blowing bubbles. That with loads. But basically, they've all got new jobs, like, at the moment. Or not Gapes, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've they've had (laughs) some... There's been a round of hirings for everyone except Caves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I was thinking, yeah, maybe later on we could check in on on all of them. And like, I don't know if Chris Leslie's doing anything at the moment, so I'd like to like give him a little Google and see. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent whatsoever. We know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were all right to right wing. The hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that's sort of hard left wing position. Hard sort of left, dis- the hard left, 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 hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, 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 the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, hard left, But, but that's like, I think that's, but it's not even secondary, that's like third and, third and during. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the words guy, what can I say? What we wanted to cover before we get to all like the Change UK lot and their like incredible grip. We've been like MIA a little bit on the politics recently. I kind of was like, yeah, we got to stay and fight in the Labour Party. And then I was like, right, here's a load of episodes about film and music. Uh, we, we, we decided to stay and fight in the Labour Party and then we sat and thought for like two minutes after recording about what that might entail. <laughs> well, I'm still in the Labour Party unless they suspended me and I didn't realise. It's true that the other day my mum got some mail from the party and I didn't get it, so maybe they have, like, I don't know. But to my knowledge, I am still in the Labour Party. Not with any great enthusiasm, but I have not left. I have not got the, yeah. to- got the toenail clippers out. Seriously, they're really long. No, I'm just kidding. We wanted to like return to Keir Starmer's labour and talk about what is really going on at the moment in the party. Similarly, we wanted to talk about like the most recent episode of hilarity and bizarreness in British politics. I mean, you can call it Pizzeria Gate, I think. Yeah. Because, you know, something like that has already been taken. But I, I think we should basically talk about that first. 
because yeah then... i think it's a good yeah if you do edit this into multiple episodes that would be a good one to get out first while, while exactly. people still remember it because it was very much a sort of what would often the sort of thing that happens all the time and would have passed by just became like the main thing on yeah like, politics twitter that day yeah let me get that cunt's google review page up we're gonna cancel please the do. fuck out of him please do i want some dramatic more... readings yeah around. while i do that you get like the guardian stuff up yeah, I've got Helen Pidd's Twitter with all the links to everything on up in front of me at the moment. Very, very uh, Including a sort of tantrum slash crap defences. I thought for a second she'd deleted all her kicking off tweets about it, but she hasn't. She's just been boosted ones that are normal, retweeting them. <laughs> so there's been no further cover-up. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think there has been a cover-up in a way. Uh, I, I, oh yeah! Oh I, yeah! Some of these reviews on the Google reviews page for Twenty Bands Pizza strike me as uh, <laughs> not so much the work of, of of a real genuine man or woman as the work of a Twenty Man. Oh, they've removed all the reviews on TripAdvisor that have been added since March. By the look of it, there's one an hour ago. Uh, oh. Oh shit! Shit! Th- no, wait. Three hours ago. Okay. I mean, maybe fuck not. Maybe some of these are real. Well, uh, what site are you on? I'm I'm just on um on Google. On, um, oh right, oh, Google reviews. Yeah, Google yeah. Reviews. They, they don't bother moderating the fucking thing. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you got four hours ago. Jeff Daniels, the famous actor said bland pizza and poor service will not be coming back one star review i mean uh, nice. that one you know may well be real another one star review because we keep these back for dramatic readings at the appropriate point exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just hoping that one that i definitely didn't leave myself is still <laughs> up oh yeah there's been shit loads of these reviews in the space of one day so yeah, prob- yeah. probably will be <laughs> they just keep piling up. So, The Guardian's North of England editor, North of the England Guardian, editor, yeah. Helen Pidd, I think she's been doing that role or similar for a while, and she's not that high profile. She pops up every few months, and she tends to be doing a kind of John Harris is away this week sort of act most of the time. She's yeah. very into a kind of very weird idea, like very specific idea of authenticity uh, and oh, uses shit, it to sorry. push some, some quite dodgy stuff. There was an article basically that was typical John Harris style stuff. It was about <laughs> working class voters in Lee. Headlined, the justification is it's a response to the summer statement. What do the people out there think about Rishi Sunak's measures and everything like that and the opposition? But it's headlined, of course, because... You know, he's, he's still living inside all of their heads. Imagine the state we'd be in if Corbyn had been in charge. The view from <laughs> yeah. the Red Wall. Yeah, that's the quote they pulled from it. Yeah. It fucking wankers. Yeah. They were like, so you know obviously... what? Like the Corb- How many times is Corbyn mentioned in it? That's like the editors just demanding. Like, yeah. ah, come here! We, how many times has Jeremy Corbyn's name pop up in this piece? Uh, once. That's the headline. Is it saying that he's bad? Yes, yes it is. They literally, they just mm-hmm. want to stick the boot in because they're sadistic fucks. Yeah. That's exactly what they do and they want to make sure that Corbyn gets the blame for everything for years beyond him being leader and that it's still pushed out there every day that Corbyn is hated to make sure he remains hated. Yeah. Subheading, working class voters in Lee do not regret voting for Tories after listening to Chancellor's summer statement. So that's the framing there. We're going to hear from some working class voters here. 
before the pandemic hit, she and her photographer spent time there. It's a red wall constituency in, in Wigan. They've just gone conservative for the first time in more than 100 years. So it makes sense if they want to look at why these places have gone from Labour to Tory. That's a good place to go. They returned on Wednesday to ask what residents thought of Rishi Sunak's summer statement. They've asked three people, basically. Now, one of them is 16 years old, OK? One of them... Well, I mean, the the framing of it, as as Helen Pidd repeatedly pointed out on Twitter afterwards, was, look, it's important that we hear from lifelong Labour voters who have changed and voted Tory at the last election. So this 16-year-old, about to turn 16, she's 15 right now, uh, she's just received a national insurance card, but she apparently voted Tory in December and had always voted Labour before that. I, so that's I, I good think to know. it's very uh, impressive to be a property developer already when you're 15. Yeah, uh, well, she'd heard it was getting increasingly hard to get a mortgage and wondered if she'd ever own her own home, with average prices already almost 190 grand where she lives. That's a genuine worry. A lot of people, a lot older than her, have even. And I definitely think when I worry about am I ever going to get a mortgage, my gut reaction there, my instinct is. I hope there's an election soon so I can vote for the Conservative Party who will really help open up the housing market. (laughs) There's there's no point in steaming in on her. Like, she's 15, right? She's going to be quite naive. (laughs) It's just why you give such prominence to her views, right? But the second person they cover... Well, Well, yeah, especially when you've got all these other fucking salt of the uh, Tom Joad style the grime of working class life etched into their fingernails kind of guy. But don't worry, we're going to hear from some of them. Now I'm going to go for the third person they've covered out of three next for pure narrative coherence here. They've gone for a recently retired nurse and his partner I believe. A nice old couple in their 60s, okay. She's a recently retired nurse so not well paid. You can make the claim for him being working class, okay, or coming from an ordinary background. Uh, he's an infectious diseases nurse, getting everyone on side. They're really important right now. And he is a <laughs> massive racist. diseases. Basically, they've asked him for his views, and he is a massive racist. There's no other way around it. Yeah, yeah. How many people they asked until they found the massive racist, you know? There might be loads of massive racists there, and it was easy to find one. They might have spoken to 20 people and just happened to pick out as one of the three they used, the one that was a massive racist. Um, you know, I, I know people that have seen John Harris at work at, like, football games in a town he's reporting on. A long way away from here, by the way, but they've seen him in action, chatting to loads of people, moving on from them quite quickly, and then talking to the fucking drunk idiot who yells stupid shit at the game five rows back, the one that everyone wishes would move his season ticket to the other side of the ground. And <laughs> the sinking feeling they had that they knew that he'd be the one that they'd use in the final article. This is how these people work. So what Keith, the retired nurse, has to say, he recently retired from the NHS, worked for years as an infectious diseases nurse. He felt able to vote Tory only after burying his dad. He'd kill me. <laughs> I killed him. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I fucking it, killed my it, dad so I could It vote is kind Tory. of worded like he was so desperate to vote Tory that he, 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 <laughs> he, had alive. To, he had to kill his dad. He had to finish him off. Like it both. was, yeah, it was like the, the scene in Casino. His dad was doing voiceover, like I'm a lifelong Labour voter, me, salt of the earth, and just poof, he's just hit with a baseball bat. The voiceover stops, and his son's like, "You're gonna fucking dig your own fucking grave." Yeah, that's that's word for word what happened. That's now fact. Okay, so he did it for two reasons. One, because with his dad dead, he can now 
vote Tory guilt free. And <laughs> and two, he's voted Labour all his life before. Maybe other local Tories would, would doubt his commitment to the Conservative cause, but you killed your father. That You, you can't get more sort <laughs> of libertarian think tank left than that, can you? That's, that's <laughs> fucking Murray Rothbard's dream right there. But tell us about this man's views. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why did he want to vote Tory? Why did he vote Tory once his dad had died? He said he was primarily motivated by a desire to cut immigration in a borough that is 97% white. That 3% can make all the difference, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, normally, he'd be happy voting Labour with those views, but Caroline Flint is no longer an MP. So, <laughs> Is she no longer an MP? We did get rid of her. No, she, she's not. She lost her seat straight up. Um, <sighs> what a shame. Yeah, but Rachel Sometimes Reeves... voting Tory is good. Rachel Reeves has said, like, exactly the same shit that oh, yeah, Caroline yeah, Flint has said about immigration. No, I think like Flint, this... is, Flint is the one that literally brought percentages into it. She was like, oh, my constituency was once 99.7% white, and now it's 96.8% oh, yeah, white. Or something yeah. like that. She yeah, literally brought night. out the percentages, and, and the no, percentage no, but... was still massive, massively white, you know? Nobody there was a slight increase in immigration. I think I just tweeted about it, and then, like, Dan Hancock's went and looked it up, and he transcribed it. Yeah. And then a load of people were like, damn, that's really fucked up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, again, it's the kind of thing you can say in British yeah. media, and everyone's just like, oh, statistics, yeah. very clever. And he's gone on to explain, <laughs> whole sections of layer that are colonised with new entrants, he said in March... So this is, they actually spoke to him previously. This so guy, actually, he's decolonizing. <laughs> they've actually spoke to him in March then, and used his quotes now, three months later, even though they claim to have revisited the area. Whole sections are colonized with new entrants, he said in March, claiming that when he used to do contact tracing for TB, almost all the new infections came from asylum seekers from Africa and the Middle East. He was disappointed that Sunak had not announced anything to try and recruit the 43,000 nurses the NHS needs, which is... When, when the two things you want are stop immigration, find 43,000 nurses. <laughs> Back down um, the back of the sofa. <laughs> it's a difficult task with a government that are a bit tight with the purse strings anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, that that would become 143,000 nurses they need, you know? It's incoherent. Well, and the only, ed- the only editorial in that whole two paragraphs that I've just basically read out there is the fact that the author has clarified the borough is 97% white. So there is a bit of a sort of snide look, he is actually wrong or just extremely racist. But that's it. The rest of it's just unchallenged. His claim, oh yeah, these asylum seekers are spreading TB. It's just, it's is she going to look into that? Is she yeah. going to look and see if there is any basis for that at all? And if not, clarify, there is no basis for this at all that I can find, you know, no statistical evidence. No. No. God forbid you wouldn't clarify that something in an article is incorrect. You know, Uh, clearly British society applying an even standard here. We've already got a terrible article here. We've got two of the three people interviewed. One doesn't remotely fit the supposed remit of the article. The other one is a massive unchallenged racist. Yeah, uh, to be fair... But it's the one in the middle. Firstly, like you say what that guy, the last dude there in the article said was offensive but you should have heard what the guy who helen pitt actually managed to interview in this most recent trip said like that shit just wasn't usable 
<laughs> well, I've got a theory about that that I'll come to later when I've discussed Andrew in a minute. But I think that this was what... Obviously, there was a wider backlash to this, but I think that specific thing where she talked to the guy with the bizarre and offensive views on immigration, I think this might have been one of the things that Beth Redmond on Twitter was atting Helen Pidd about. I've only got Pidd's reply here. But Helen Pidd said, reporting involves... dot 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 reporting what people say. If you want to understand why Labour lost places like Lee, listening to what their ex-voters say is important, whether or not you, or indeed I, agree with their views. P.S. I don't write the headlines, the classic journalist, uh, ancient journalistic adage. I mean, if indeed she was talking about the fucking, the anti-immigration man there, that's such a similar quote to uh, Jimothy Baker Mm -hmm. in the latest Gapecast, when he says, thanks for the ride, my good taxi man. And whilst as a (laughs) liberal, I don't personally agree with your theories about white supremacy and the need for the death penalty. I will make sure to uncritically repeat in my column about what the common man thinks and why Labour needs to be more racist. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's it's just... But I can't drive like this, not with a possibly broken toe. I'll have to get a taxi now. Ah, damn it, at this rate, Gapes will have left the factory before I even get there. Thanks for the ride, my good taxi man. And whilst I, as a liberal, don't personally agree with your theories about white supremacy and the need for the death penalty, I will make sure to uncritically repeat them in my column about what the common man thinks and why Labour needs to be more racist. Yes, you certainly did have a lot to say about her, which I will ensure is printed in full, as well as personally tweeting the highlights. Here's a crisp £20 note for your troubles. Keep the change. It's all going on expenses anyway. Oh, thank God I made it in time. There he is. Mr. Gapes! Mr. Gapes! You again, Jimothy? Are you following me around? That's right, Mr. Gapes. It's just extremely good timing that that episode of Gapecast dropped not all that long before this absolute textbook. Mm. You know, normally there's a bit more attempt to disguise exactly what it is they're doing, you know, and and sort of sneak it in. Whereas this article is just a really clumsy fucking, yeah, here's uh, a racist and a child and... What we're about to come to here. Oh um, hell yeah, yeah. So this is so, why we we call this shit Pizzeria Gate. Uh, so, so, I just so, want to say I'm very proud of the two words that I contributed to that line, which were, by the way, uncritically repeat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, let's get to the third but not final character who we meet in this yeah. excellent piece. So I think the justification for this, again, it's it's what do people think of Rishi Sunak's statement. He's obviously had this thing where you can get two for Tuesdays, but in a restaurant on certain days of the week. Yeah, yeah, it's socialism. Like it's, it's, it's yeah, that, that, that is socialism. That is tanks on Labour's lawn and not, in fact, a Groupon. But now this conspiracy goes far, man. They've got the yeah. Tories now. The left, they control yeah. everything. Yeah, tanks on hot UK deals.com's lawn. They decided they wanted to speak to someone in 
the restaurant or bar trade, things are reopening, there's policies relating to them. And you'd think, given the remit is, let's talk to ordinary working class voters who've changed from Labour to the Tories, you would simply speak to someone who works in a bar or a restaurant, who are low paid, extremely insecure work at the best of times. Now it's off the scale. Now fuck uh, those and, people. And all sorts of concerns about safety. Who cares so, about them? Like, what, in, in, you know, like what? Just for little... The... <laughs> I want to, you want to talk to someone who's made something of their life. <laughs> Even though the specific fucking <laughs> premise of the article is, is to people who, who are not what this guy is. But basically what she's done, she's looked at a pizza restaurant there and she's decided to interview not a furloughed waiter or waitress or the barman there or kitchen staff or anything like that, but the owner. The superbly named Andrew Twentyman. <laughs> if any other leader was in charge of Labour right now, he'd be Andrew Fortyman. <laughs> so this guy is the owner of a pizza restaurant. So again, it's not really fitting the bill. And it's weird because they use a the kind of framing that's normally meant to sort of subtly indicate or some sneaky left-wing hipster you shouldn't be listened to. In the town centre on Wednesday afternoon, Andrew Twentyman was on the phone, sourcing Induja sausage for his artisanal pizza parlour. Well, hang on, isn't that the sort of thing where streeting kicks off about? Or Owen Smith, you know? That Lee is known for its extensive Nidjuja sausage <laughs> mines. You, you can often see the pit workers yep. coming out, their face blackened with sausage meat. I just realised I've been mispronouncing Lee for the, the whole episode so far, but it, 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 it balances out because obviously Jack's struggling just slightly there with the sausage. Um <laughs> I think is how it's pronounced. That's the one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack four twenty man at it again. <laughs> so uh, he, he I was get, a. Why did mean to be that guy with his artisanal marijuana play? Well, presumably <laughs> because it's massively illegal. Uh, he's a fugitive from justice. <laughs> Not a very good fugitive for justice if he's in the Guardian every week. But yeah, um, <laughs> a first time tour. So he's just reopened his pizza restaurant. Okay, great. Reduced capacity. Mm-hmm. A first-time Tory voter in December's general election, Sunak's hospitality package made him feel massively vindicated for switching his vote from Labour. <laughs> because if Labour had been in charge, under Corbyn or under Starmer, they would have just said, all the restaurants and pubs in the country can hang. Um, <laughs> there would have know, been like, no money, were, we've got to were, tighten our belts, there is yeah. no money left. There were two choices. Do nothing at all whatsoever and basically let people starve, or... Reduce tax and give some people a half-price meal on specific days of the week so they're all cramming into the restaurants on specific days of the week when we're trying to be maintaining social distancing. Those are the only two options you have. And by voting for the blue team, he's he's got the right option there. This so is I agree why with I can't support the profligate Conservative Party. Government spending is like a household budget. You've got to have the same amount going in and coming out well that's what jeremy corbyn always said yeah mr corbyn with your sexual thirst for pizza restaurants going out of business specifically you have made it impossible for me 
the owner of a pizza restaurant, the owner of the means of my own production, to support your party. <laughs> Can so, you imagine what state would be in if Jeremy Corbyn had been in charge of all this, he asked, as the yeah. corpses pile up around him in the street. <laughs> yeah, what about Corbyn? About Corbyn? I tell you, I, I walked into the room, my dad was like just talking to a bunch of his mates. From, I thought they were like his business friends or whatever, but it turned out they were actually his mates from uni. And they must have all just like moved massively to the right because like one of them was literally when I walked in. This is a couple of months ago, but he was like, "Oh, can you imagine how things would be if Jeremy Corbyn was in charge?" And I was just literally like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me?" But yeah, wow. this guy saying much the same, exactly the same thing. Yeah, it also so... sounds like Mike Lee is scripting your life, but <laughs> is we this what on. is this what the people are saying? Is a certain strata of society are all just desperately rationalising their Tory votes of themselves? Like, uh, yeah, if Jeremy Corbyn was in, I'd be in the Gulag by now. As if that yeah. wouldn't drastically improve society. 30 people dead at a care home like three quarters of a mile away and you're just there like, <laughs> I'd like to see how Magic Grandad would be dealing with this. <laughs> oh, no, it would be so incompetent. <laughs> we'd, we'd Silly old man. Has he even got any A-levels? <laughs> Wankers. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. back, speaking of wankers... So in this, he just talks about all the help he's got from his government. He, uh, at the start of lockdown, he furloughed himself, his wife, and their seven employees. Again, <laughs> it's not just a hole-in-the-world place. If you've got seven employees, and presumably your wife on the payroll as well, from how that's phrased, you're not working class. Yeah. So I'm not sure Helen Payton knows if she's... Tr- she, she, she frames it in the subheading and in her tweets on Twitter so she can't just be like oh I don't write the headlines as I'm interviewing working class voters to see what they think and then here she's like you know a lot of this stuff for she soon done is about restaurants so I'm interviewing a restaurant owner mm. she's just trying to do two articles in one and they're both shit She's but, like, um, mm, what's the only restaurant owner I know? Ah, how mm-hmm. about the guy that I interviewed for the Guardian back in fucking May <laughs> two months ago <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. That's like the entire article has been covered there. But yeah, uh, obviously people thought that was a bit off. It's supposed to be about what the ordinary people of Lee think. And you've got a business owner, a massive open racist whose quotes were three months old and a child who has never been able to vote and doesn't meet the article. So people looked into it and they found that Mr. Andrew Twentyman has been interviewed before in The Guardian. He's a bit of a regular, if anything, okay? (laughs) Yeah, this guy's going to be the next John Harris himself. We've seen how Raphael Bear basically (laughs) did a load of shit jobs at The Guardian as a favour for whichever editor was his mate, you know, the the etiquette article and some stuff like that, and the the, 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 what, you know, shoes aren't shaped like feet and all this shit. Only good thing he has ever done. Research time. Let's crack this bad boy open and take a look at the content. Just need some researching music. Here it is. From my heart and from my hand. Why don't people understand my intentions? Get in the van, you liberal pervert. Unhappy. I work for The Guardian. I am the very important and well-respected journalist, Raphael Bear. Well, maybe not important, and I'm considered more of a massive embarrassment than well-respected, but I am still a journalist, and I know my rights. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Jimothy, it's 
me, Deep Shoe. They said they caught me stealing people's shoes from a bowling alley and sniffing them, but I didn't do it. This time at least. It's because I discovered the real conspiracy. It's not about shoes. Mike Gates is... Ah, that's enough out of you. Oh, Timothy, please. Tell the people, Gapes is taking over. You have to take him down. Ignore that ridiculous nonsense it's about- It's saying something. Let me just get these earphones out. Shoes aren't shaped like feet. Wait, officer, what did you say? I said shoes aren't shaped like feet, Jimothy. You should keep on that. Mr. Gapes is trusting you. Oh, I will, officer. And he's eventually parlayed that into a more secure and more prestigious job as one of their main politics people. Yeah. And I'm wondering if 20 Man's trying to do this even more by the back door. If he gets <laughs> interviewed enough in The Guardian with different reasons to be like, I hate the left as an ordinary working class employer, business owner. Me and my seven employees all agree the left are bad for us working classes, you know? Well, um, they clearly think that he's photogenic because they've used him as the picture of both articles. This comes back to my theory again, which I'll get to in a second. But yeah, they have used the photo the same when they've done him before. There were a few tweets floating around while people were looking into this that implied he was maybe fairly well known locally as being a bit of a renter quote, a bit of someone who's quite happy to get himself in the press. So you're thinking at that point, okay, Helen's been a bit wallet inspected there. He's sort of talked his way into getting in both of these articles. But it doesn't seem like it because Twitter user at ReadOnlyMike has had a look themselves, as a lot of people were at that point, to see what was happening there. And she found another Lee resident called Jonathan Twentyman. Uh, turns out to be his brother, uh, older <laughs> brother by the look of it. There's a photo of him in PP and a hard hat, which is, is what extremely oh. posh people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaborate What's he mating is he in ritual. the Conservative cabinet? Is he in the fucking Labour front bench? They love the old <laughs> PP photo shoot again right now. But yeah, he, he owns, is it a different type of restaurant? Is it a bar? No, he owns a property development firm. Yes. And is followed on here by Helen Ped, probably just a coincidence. So the poor, the downtrodden, your huddled masses, the property developers and their brothers, the artisanal pizzeria owners. Whichever one she's initially been a friend of, that's how she knows the other one for. And people also found, now this may be from where she went to Lee the first time, because it's in March, a tweet from Helen Ped, I just ate an excellent pizza in Lee, and you should too. 20 man's the place is called this is him here <laughs> and there's the link to creativetourist.com the artful black and white photos of this place it looks like a shit version of a very nice place called Pesano's in Glasgow it's the same sort <laughs> of feature in that but there's various ways this can happen she's eaten there and some of the more serious reviews if you go back on like TripAdvisor and stuff like that say like the owner likes to come out and have a chat he's proud of his restaurant and all this sort of thing and it kind Fake of reviews reading between i think reading between the lines of people have probably enjoyed their meal but i get the idea that he's absolutely insufferable because <laughs> whenever some people leave not just bad reviews but good reviews that are qualified a bit <laughs> yeah he's always he, he's just like very... you fucking cunt yeah so, someone gave you Someone gave him a four-star review. They said it was a bit pricey for Lee, but it was one of the best pizzas I have ever eaten. Okay? If you're running a pizza restaurant, I think you'd be happy with that. Four stars as well, so it's not going to ruin his livelihood by driving the ratings down or anything like that. 
Yeah. And he's left several. It's a really brief review, and he's left the long, long, several paragraph rant that finishes with it saying, starts oh, cunt. No, it doesn't. It starts yeah. with the guy's name, but he's just like Lewis. Just one sentence, just like, <laughs> yeah. just like he's lecturing a toddler. Yeah. But it ends with, like, Domino's have usually got vouchers on you, cunt, or something like that, you know? <laughs> Literally, like, oh, you fucking pleb, go to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, and the fact that even the nice reviews are like, yeah, the owner came out and had a chat, he seemed quite proud of himself. This guy is just insufferable, isn't he? Well, well just I, I just want to it say, it's, it, it's not just him who steams in to defend his own honour on Google reviews. His wife will sometimes wade in on his defence as well. So, like, so in The Guardian, he said, The BBC in particular should be setting an example. I've had to stop watching it. I watch RT now. The Guardian has helpfully added brackets Russia today. And get news from all around the world instead. And on Google, somebody gave him a three-star review. This was a month ago. Great restaurant. Shame about the Guardian quote about watching Russian propaganda and thinking it makes him enlightened. <laughs> the, Do you reckon that's like fucking Falcon Malteser or someone just going on a road <laughs> trip and absolutely raging because he's Googling everyone that works there while he's there? There's a piece here, headline, response from the owner. Well, hello, Matthew Collins. <laughs> it's Liz, Andrew's <laughs> wife. <laughs> Thank you for your stupid review. We, we live in a democracy, and Andrew is entitled to his opinion, as is everyone. He is not a communist or Russian sympathiser. He is just fed up of the BBC and other UK news agencies reporting nothing but sensationalist and unhelpful quote-unquote news stories. I love how he's not even been accused of being a communist and his wife is just like, he is not, he is not one of Putin's communists, okay? Your review, <laughs> she says, has nothing to do with the quality of a product and all to do with your political bias and that is bang out of order you have been reported to google by the way <laughs> i've called your manager by the You've way been folks reported to google sorry i love the, it by the way folks looks like quote unquote matthew if that even is your real name is from Aberswith, South Wales, and possibly may never even have been to 20 months. Please enlighten me if I'm wrong, quote-unquote Matthew, keyboard warrior, Labour Party plant, whatever you think you are, grow up! What's the weather like in St. Petersburg this time of year, comrade? Now, Jimothy, I'm not sure what you heard, but I'd just like to clear a few things up for you. The mic here, Georgie. You'll beat the traffic. The 5G plan is just me trying to get the citizens of Ilford better Wi-Fi. Anyone saying it stands for Gapes' grand, gory, gruesome guinyo is fake news. Yes, the Wi-Fi is bad in here. I agree, Michael. Say that, Jimothy. Yes, Wi-Fi is bad in here. In fact, it doesn't seem to be working at all. That's the inbuilt Faraday cage. Yes, thank you, Georgie. Don't give away all the secrets of the Gapes-mobile. 
Not that there are any secrets. This is a perfectly normal car. Yes, it uh, often reassures me to see it driving down the road, taking up both lanes. It seems even bigger on the inside. That's forced perspective. It's only about 20 feet by 30 feet in here. That's bigger than my flat. I'm giving you a good deal on that flat. Don't complain or you'll be out on your ear. Yes, sir. Georgie, run down that cyclist. We've already taken out about seven on this road alone, sir. Then one more won't hurt, will it? I thought that the nurse in that article was anti-immigration, but we've got someone here who just can't conceive people making their way from Wales to the north of England <laughs> in any circumstances in their life. The Welsh are just <laughs> flooding our NHS with diseases. God damn them. God damn them! <laughs> oh my god, there's another one here. Someone called Laura says, Food was okay, little expensive for what I got. Best bit is the decor needs finishing. Response from the owner. Hi Laura, sorry you feel that the food was only okay. Guess everything in life is subjective. We use the best ingredients. <laughs> well, that's just like your can. opinion, man. Yeah, <laughs> and being an individual small business, we don't get cheaper prices like chains do. If you check our cha- our prices compared to takeaway chains like Domino's, we are actually very competitive. Any extra you pay at twenty months is reflective of the fact that you sit in and take advantage of our great staff and facilities, such as the fully licensed bar heating lighting, toilets, etc. As for the decor, it is finished! It's supposed to look the way it does. <laughs> <laughs> just like the wall like collapsing on people and stuff. It's like, gate. again, it's just Mike Gapes. That is how I designed it! People are supposed to die! <laughs> <laughs> just an absurd... You see that quite often. Restaurant owners that just cannot take criticism under any circumstances. But the fact that this guy is putting himself forward and he's been framed as like, this guy's a great guy, you know? And he's like very obviously not. Lewis, you get what you pay for. You have just reduced our average rating because you have an opinion about us being expensive. (laughs) That's how reviews work, you know? They look at things. You didn't calculate in the costs involved in renovating the premises. <laughs> so, I mean, if he was I, I doubt he had off, the figures to hand, to be honest. Like, If he was pissed off about negative reviews a month ago, I mean, the last few days, he must have been just a constant ball of rage. Because, mm. so for example, from one Jan Darvis, one star is generous, if anything. The food was only mildly awful, but I was particularly disturbed by a man who claimed to be the proprietor's vitriolic rants about cultural Marxism and the dangers of postmodernism. This political grandstanding, needless to say, did not compensate for the advanced salmonella currently rampaging through my immune system. One star. Fourteen upvotes. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Jonathan Twentyman, the property guy is a director of the pizza restaurant. Someone local on Twitter was claiming that he'd put most of the initial funding in as well. I don't obviously know the truth of that. But he's also a director of a property firm, a previous dissolved property firm, which I'm sure is all on the up and up and wasn't just dissolving one and starting up the next day with an identical one to fuck over your staff and clients. And an electrical contracting firm as well. So this guy's absolutely minted. He probably owns half the town. 
and he's just given his fucking idiot brother who can't stop getting into fights in all his jobs just I, I just do a restaurant mate you can cook no, just have a restaurant <laughs> it's not really even by the standards of like Right, it's quite difficult to to get a restaurant to thrive even before all this shit happened. A lot of them fail within a, a couple of years, but you can't in this case even portray it as like, oh, well, he's he's done well in a different marketplace. He's been given loads of money by his extremely rich brother, straight from the pay packets of dozens of renters in the town. You know, <laughs> it's the exact. This is a guy. It's like the surprise here about Mr. Twentyman, the pizza chef, is that this was the first time he's voted Tory, you know? Yeah. He maybe didn't have a class consciousness before that, and now he's <laughs> like, fuck, I might have to pay a bit more tax if literally anyone else ever gets in. Well, it appears that there's actually a controversy ensuing on the Google reviews page. So Giuseppe McCullough says, in a two-star review with 28 upvotes, I had to leave a review after what I saw yesterday. So Giuseppe is blowing the whistle here. This place received a number of reviews in response to the owner appearing in a news article in which he said some questionable things, mainly just that he voted Tory. <laughs> but yeah, it is understandable that Google chose to remove them. Most of them were jokes. Yeah, there was one which was mm. just like, the food was nice, but there was a small man being tortured outside the <laughs> toilets. <laughs> and it was clear many of the reviewers had never visited his establishment. However, the perfidious owner has had dozens of uh, that's a great use of perfidious has had dozens of legitimate negative reviews removed at the same time I've just felt Sorry, go ahead. complaining about his high prices, ingredients, and tendency to overcook. All the positive reviews he had friends leave in response to the review bombing have remained up, and that's true. There definitely yeah. was, like, a sudden flurry of, like, oh, it's the best fucking place. Very low effort positive ones, yeah. The yeah, one people put ones. way more effort into the ones about, like, the small man being flayed to death. <laughs> this calls into question every single review here. If the only can choose what remains on this page then reviews are meaningless he has even had actual photos of his establishment removed because they painted him in an unflattering light trust nothing you see here <laughs> wow there's, there's one on here that's remained up that is amazing by a guy called Samir Segal I was enjoying my experience in the venue because it entertained a casual working class vibe, which obviously means it radiated reactionary northern wealth and pretentiousness. Nevertheless, when my pizza arrived, I couldn't help but notice my Anduja pizza, specially shipped in, appeared to actually emulate a sponge soaked in urine with a thick coating of Dolmio marinara sauce. (laughs) Obviously, I ate it in order not to appear rude, and then I proceeded to wait 13 hours for my bill to arrive. The pizza and tap water came to £174.99, <laughs> which I thought a tad extortionate. However, I know that the owner subscribes on minimum wage, therefore I gave a 20% tip on top. By this point, I was slightly frustrated and feeling queasy from all the ingested urine. However, <laughs> I thought to myself, it could be worse. Imagine if Corbyn was Prime Minister. <laughs> and that, that stayed up with 10 up votes and is definitely genuine. Well, what the guy's done, clearly he's just reported 
all the reviews with negative ratings and kept the ironic ones up mm. so long as they ironically give him a positive rating so there's one which was just like there were thousands of people being forced into work during a deadly pandemic and I'm pretty sure my pizza had some human excrement on it but imagine the state it would have been if Corbyn had been in charge and then they posted a picture of Andrew Twentyman yeah. and because that review saying that there's human shit in his pizza came with a five-star rating he's just like yeah that one could stay up (laughs) someone's got a a one-star review that stayed up they've done loads of google reviews so i think they treat him as a trusted reviewer and that's why it stayed up one star (laughs) not four times as good as five guys as the name would suggest (laughs) (laughs) there's one which is the two-star negative review with 43 upvotes Pizza was rather doughy. Not bad for British pizza, but it's a far cry from a Labour government. And there's a couple of others like that that are just making gentle jabs at how what matters is that Corbyn is not in and people are dying. And then there's a load of people who've left one-star reviews, but without really elaborating Elaborating, on why, which probably puts them on safer ground in terms of not getting their ones deleted. I think my one is still... I mean, uh, 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 the one that I didn't write is still up by the looks of it. It seems like... I mean, I can still view it, but maybe that's deceptive. I don't know. There's a two-star one up that says, My server was a charming man. I could tell he was working class himself as he was wearing an apron. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what name did you leave yours under? Jan Darvis. That was me. <laughs> uh, trying to see it. It's the, it's the fucking email account I used for the Jarvis for Justice Twitter account. Wow, the owner's responded to one that's just a one-star one with no review attached to it, and yeah. he's accused him of it being fake, just because <laughs> it was left within 12 hours of Guardian article. <laughs> yeah, he's then immediately got loads of his mates to leave ones within 12 hours of a Guardian article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I think like maybe some of them are his mates, but you know, I don't reckon he's got that many mates. I think some of them are just like him and his wife. <laughs> And maybe his brother. Oh, God. The guy that he goes off on for giving it four stars and saying it's one of the best pizzas he's ever had, but a bit expensive, has added loads of photos of him and his family enjoying their meal to the review. This guy's doing his best to be like, hey, this is a nice place. Come and eat here. We had a great time. And the guy's just steamed into him and gone, go and eat at Domino's with their mass-produced fats and flowers. (laughs) <laughs> so i mean i just wanted to get to helen pid's reaction so we already read one of her tweets about this but like the other ones were even better um yeah. so she started for those alleged labor supporters who have been yeah i'm sure it was just tory trolls trying to give us honest good-hearted labor supporters who would never shit post vexatious reviews on a guy's google review page i'm sure it's just them framing us you're right helen but anyway she says for those alleged labor supporters who have been trying to get ex-labor voters in this story cancelled shame on you why not try to understand why lee went tory and what it will take to win these folk back instead of piling on Okay, how are you, you going to understand that from the actual fucking article she's written, though? We've read about the entire thing on this thing, and there's, there's no actual content in there. She's presenting wrong, you know, this guy's racist views are bullshit, and she's presenting them uncritically. How do we yeah. know how to combat that from just knowing there is a racist, a single racist in Lee? Yeah, 
Like, no, God knows. We don't know where well, like, he's got it from. We can probably guess in that it'll be one of the papers or whatever news channel he watches. Or just like this 20-man guy, 20 guy, he likes Rishi Sunak's program of public investment. Okay, cool, well, Labour had one of those. So, like, what what, what, what should we take from, from this? Here's a fucking twist, by the way. What? A Twitter user at Doc Rods, who doesn't follow me, I don't follow them, but they've got a few mutuals with them, they seem fairly genuine. Also, Andrew Twentyman doesn't actually live in Lee. His home address is in the constituency of St. Helens South. His MP... Oh. His MP is Labour's Conor McGinn. Oh, Conor McGinn. I'm going to call his dad on him. Yeah. I'm gonna, Conor, I'm going to be like, look, Conor has got this fucking disreputable sort living in his constituency, talking nonsense. You're going to have to have a word. You know some people. Yeah. Have a word. Sort of about. Get the quartermaster to help you out if you need it. Yeah, but Ben Beach at underscore Ben Beach, one word, said, Nobody's been cancelled. Andrew Twentyman will continue to make sourdough. His brother will continue to develop properties. What we object to is you portraying them as working-class voices and failing to interview one of the thousands surviving on £409 per month universal credit since March. And Helen Pidd is like, You can be working-class and run a restaurant, or indeed be a property developer. <laughs> Ask Andrew Twentyman how much money he makes from a pizzeria. Minimum wage. The Guardian interviews UC claimants all the time. I'm sure I will do so in Lee soon. Not now, but I'm going to talk to the property developers. When you definitely understand how class works and how running small businesses work. Oh, he pays himself minimum wage, therefore he is poor. You can be working class and be a property developer. It's just all-time great quote. I love it. But yeah, obviously everyone pointed out that like business owners pay themselves minimum wage. It's just like how they. It's te- technically. It's just like how they do the books to make it look like they're making less than they are a lot of the time. Yeah, that's just absurd. My theory, anyway. She's gone there alleged. Not alleged. She's gone there in March, right, with a the photographer. They've done an article. They've done some reporting and they've gone back again just recently just the other day but they've interviewed people they already know people they've interviewed before exclusively um <laughs> the photo of mr 20 man in particular is like the exact same one they've used when the papers interviewed him previously well it's um, a different photo but it looks like it's from the same shoot yeah it is clearly the same shoot but i don't know of... unless this guy is the first recruit of guardian models maybe he's been getting illegal lockdown haircuts i don't know <laughs> um but anyway and the fact as well that they've not really made any effort to get people that suit the stated remit of the article none of them quite fit it apart from arguably the racist nurse <laughs> and it's very minimal you can't tell if there's any new quotes from him or if there's all stuff from march which is kind of implied by the phrasing I think she just couldn't be asked. I think she's literally got a couple of people she's interviewed previously or has got on her Facebook. In the Twentyman's case, probably someone she wants to help big them up and promote their restaurant as well because she had a nice pizza there and she's friends with his, his brother. So she's literally just given some people a ring, chatted them for five minutes. You all right for us to use you in this? If she needs it, get a few new quotes. And that's it. That's your article. I mean, good thing here, we talk about automation and that's not quite what this is, but... She's essentially... We are not alleging Helen Pidd is a robot. Nobody has said that. 
Although <laughs> on Twitter there is a conspiracy theory that she, Emma Kennedy, and Emma Barnett are the same person. No, they're not the same person. That's ridiculous. They're the three <laughs> evolutions of the same person, like like in Pokemon. You know. Or they could be clones. Like Gapes could have lent out his cloning technology, but clones of which one? That's the question. Which one was Patient Zero? There's Pokemon where you have to give them like a Moonstone or something to evolve them into their final form, and this is like that except they evolve into Helen Pid but she's like putting a flat cap on them yeah <laughs> but yeah she's she, she clearly just not fancy doing any work but the fact that she's just churned out the same old shit they always burnt anyway in the Guardian doing no work with probably about an hour or two's effort put into the entire thing at most John Harris is going to be out of a job very very soon because they've been <laughs> literally paying his train fare paying his transport all around the country he at least chats to a few people. He only uses the ones that fit the conclusion paragraph he's already written. But he's technically doing some work. And what's the need for it anymore? They've got <laughs> someone who can do that just via Facebook Messenger on their lunch break. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, she's been clarifying to someone was like, Lee has an artisan pizza place. And she was like, yes, very good pizza too. <laughs> so, I mean, this is like a bold new... F- I keep, I always say like a bold new front and such and such, but like a bold new front in client journalism <laughs> has uh, been so, opened. So much so that her tweets about the actual article herself that she's written, it looks like they violate Twitter's rules on sponsored and promoted content, or I think it's more the Advertising Standards Agency's use of social media rules. I think a lot of that goes on, to be fair. They only really focus on like Instagram influencers and the sort of stuff that Alan Sugar does. I don't know if you've ever seen it. He's just always promoting some mad teeth whitener product or some absolute tat that someone who came fourth ten series ago on The Apprentice is punting. And he <laughs> just posts shameless adverts for them, like tells you what shops you can buy them in and all this stuff. And he's actually been slapped on the wrist for it, so he puts the hashtag ad on them all now. But anything short of that, you can get away with murder promoting stuff. <laughs> Not that we are alleging that Helen Pitt has murdered anyone. No, that was just someone she interviewed that's got away with murder. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Helen Pidd may, might have known him already. She may have interviewed him previously when this happened, I don't know. But there's no suggestion whatsoever that she was an accomplice to the murder and that <laughs> letting the guy get his racist opinions in the national press in the nominally left paper was the trade-off for her silence. Nobody suggested that at all. No. At no point. No, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Yes, to clarify, it would be ridiculous to say, I repeat. <laughs> so, this has been Pizzeria Gate, like one of those fascinating exercises in a kind of confected British political scandal. Definitely the most devious conspiracy anyone's ever hatched involving pizza in the world. <laughs> well, we'll get on to the, you know, let's say other, not, well, not quite businesses, but by some accounts being run like a corporation that are being aimed purely at a market of people who uh, wish they could have got an invitation onto that private jet. We'll get on to that in a minute. I think we should maybe wrap up our own, uh, not Pizzagate, but Pizzeria discussion. Yes. Right now. <laughs> yeah, what 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 a great laugh. Yeah. This episode by the way has been brought to you by Papa John's. 
<laughs> well, there is actually talking of game. Use the coupon code too real too politic for forty percent off. <laughs> Talking of Gatecast being prescient regarding this episode, by the way, in our next one, there is actually a recurring joke where Jimothy is presenting it as a documentary, and he just stops his narration every so often to promote Ilford Pizzeria. Oh. <laughs> so God knows how we keep. This is like uh, that is a know... man that has listened to too many wrestling podcasts. <laughs> but, well, there's a lot of wrestling jokes in it. Combination of wrestling wrestling jokes and classic rock jokes it really gets a lot of our interest in there yeah but, uh, well, he's got to put something in to keep you on side with it you know that's what the classic rock's for um, yeah 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 there's, uh, there's <laughs> loads of jimmy buffett jokes in there but obviously uh, <laughs> it's like gapes keeps talking about how him and buffett like fucking spit roasted buffett's wife together <laughs> Uh, but, but, but yeah, that's uh, it's it's amazing. But somehow, it, I mean, it's like when we don't talk about the weather the other day. Those guys just murdered Ghislaine Maxwell. No, I mean they put out their episode on. Uh, Robert well, it's good Maxwell. to see the boot on the other foot for once. Yeah, on the day, but she got arrested by the FBI. By the way, somebody told me that I was right. I think they meant me anyway, unless it was somebody else. But. Someone was like, by the way, you guys called it correctly on your brilliant episode with Will Sloan and Luke Savage that Ghislaine was hiding out in New Hampshire. Now, I have no recollection of saying this, but I'm going to say, yes, I did call that correctly. Thank you. It's uh, specific it was... enough that if, <laughs> if we were that specific, it was probably one of our guests, I would have thought. But well, um, we'll, we'll well. happily accept all the credit, Patreon in the bio as ever. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm not I, suggesting whoever the executor is funnels some of Epstein's billions into our accounts or anything like that. We don't want that. But uh, anyone else extremely wealthy that doesn't want the world to know what you're up to, like I say, <laughs> there's a general tier price is five dollars or whatever. But you can give us more if you like. So I think that's us for one episode, uh, yeah. and we will shortly record another. So. um <laughs> Yeah, thank you for listening, folks. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, ting-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play tippy tippy tay, tippy tippy tay, like a gay tarantella. When the stars make you drool, just like pasta fazool, that's more. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk down in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, Senore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's more. That's more. That is more. Pizza pie 
to shine like you've had too much wine. That's amore. Bells will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, ting-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a gay tarantella. When the stars make you drool, just like pasta fazool, that's amore. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk down in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, senore. Excuse me, but you see, back in old Napoli, that's amore. It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.